A Polynesian girl, destined to be her island's chief, makes a perilous trip with a boastful demigod to undo his mistake and save her people. Hi, my name is Andre. I'm Michelle. I'm Emily. And I'm Luis. And we're the Walt Vault Podcast, our podcast about Disney movies. Hey everybody, welcome to the Walt Vault. This is episode two. We're back. We did it. We put out a whole episode and now we're doing a second one a week later. It's amazing. I'm still here. (laughs) We brought Louise back. We convinced him once again to be a host of this podcast. It's it's pretty incredible. Uh, Today we're talking about uh, the movie Moana. Uh, But first, I I realized that that last episode we didn't really talk too much about ourselves or how we got this podcast started or or any of that stuff so you guys just listen to a bunch of strangers talk about a disney movie and i feel like we should introduce ourselves a little bit more this time anybody want to start that's not well let's talk about marvel because thor (coughs) ragnarok just came out I thought we were going to... Never mind. Yeah, we no. can talk about Thor. Okay, cut For this part second. out. Okay. No, <laughs> keep going. Well, why did you make that Because I coughed directly into the microphone just now, oh. and I, I very easily and could have head, like, pulled no, it away from my face. That, and I was like, I thought that was the point. No, I just... I, I coughed directly. Great, Michelle, keep going. Talk Anyways, about Thor. We can cut all that. No, we're not. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok just came out, and it reminded... <laughs> keep going. No. <laughs> Turn your mic on. Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. just came out, it and did. it reminded me about how probably a year and a half ago now, we had this idea that we were going to watch every single Marvel movie, starting from Iron Man, because we didn't watch The Incredible Hulk for some reason, um, starting oh, yeah. from Iron Man until the Doctor Strange movie came out, which we successfully did. Right. We, we watched all the Marvel movies together, and it wasn't for a podcast or anything. We were just We just wanted to get together and... And FYI, them. we watched them in order. That's so right. We yes. watched them starting with Iron Man all the way through Doctor Strange when it came out in theaters. And I'm just going to say it, it's a feat. It's, it's a lot of movies. I a think lot of movies. And some like of them are or something like that. freaking fantastic. Yeah. And some, some are not. Like the second not. Thor movie, we didn't need that. Iron Man 2 wasn't great. Iron Man 3 was really good, though. Mm-hmm. I liked Iron Man 3 like a lot more True. than I But Thor 2, yeah. So we kind of wanted to refresh our brains before Doctor Strange came out and review all of the Infinity Stone goodness, which Luis is kind of a pro at that now. Knowledge about the Infinity Stones. Wouldn't you agree? You did a lot of research and stuff like that. Yes, um, I did do a lot of research with the Infinity Stones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Personally, I think uh, me and Michelle have this debate about what the final stone will be. I truly believe... Heimdall is the key to the final stone. Hmm. It's an interesting theory from a person who has not seen Thor Ragnarok. Yes, Andre and I have, so I guess I guess you guys will maybe have a different theory once that comes out. But anyway, <laughs> but so I'm very I'm very stubborn, so I don't think my theory will oh. really shift. True. So we watched all these movies, and then last October we were driving. To Disneyland together to go to the Mickey's Halloween party. And I was just in the back seat and was like, you guys, we're already watching all of these movies together. So once we're done with the Marvel ones, why don't we just keep it up and just make a podcast about us watching Disney movies? Because we're pretty funny people. We are pretty funny people. I'm just going to interject here that we laugh Actually, last week I talked about how we give pity laughs to things. We all pity laugh at each other. And we were like, dude, actually, we're funnier than we think we are. Maybe other people will laugh at us, too. And Maybe. and people kind of did laugh at us. So we thought, hmm, podcast. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we spent that whole car ride coming up with the name of the podcast, which probably took us a really long time. I think we were just like listening to Disney Pandora to try to get ideas That's for right. the Disney podcast. Like I remember Louise saying Hakuna Ma podcast. <laughs> you definitely did. Did Louise say that one? Or maybe no, that might have been. Never say that. That might have been. Definitely oh, did. Oh, and by the way, I said no to every single name, including the podcast. But now I'm here, and I'm. You very said no happy. to the Walt Vault when I 
produced that brilliant name from my brain. Actually, that was the only one I did not say no to. Thank you. But, you know, I'm happy I'm here now, even though I'm not, but I really am. Uh, yeah. So all, all I can remember was that funny Hakuna podcast one. But Andre did finally come up with the Walt Vault. Yes. And then about a year later, we started it. So that's how we got here, everybody. Man, I kind of like Hakuna podcast still. Guys, welcome to Hakuna podcast. I'm going to copyright it just so nobody else can use it. That just makes me want to throw up. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're all uh, pretty big uh, Disney people. Um, I grew up just loving the movies and stuff. I went to Disneyland a few times as a kid, but not. I wasn't like super in love with the Disneyland aspect of Disney stuff. I, I'm I'm more of a movies and music person. Michelle, you you love the parks? Definitely. I basically, I first time I went to Disneyland, I was in my mother's belly, and nice. we basically would go three times a year. We would go in the summer, we would go for Christmas time, and then we would go during spring break and i remember times during elementary school where my parents would just say i was sick for a week and we would just go to disneyland Man. so minimum of three times a year i would say we would go and then it just my disney parks knowledge kind of sparked from there and i've been going ever since yeah so ever since me and michelle started dating she has taken me to disneyland and just like sent me on a whirlwind adventures through the parks at yeah, uh, incredible speeds and stuff like least. that we get on every single ride it's incredible it's fantastic uh, so she, she knows a lot about the parks. What about you, Emily? Where did your Disney love spark from? I, I'm kind of like Andre. I liked the mo- the movies and the music growing up. Um, I like prided myself in knowing all the m- lyrics to Disney songs mm-hmm. and like listening to all the soundtracks and everything. Um, I really enjoyed that. I don't really remember going to Disneyland as a kid. I think we went when I was really little, and I don't really remember that other right. than burning my hand on my cousin's um curling iron but you know because that's the disney magic right there yeah but um we started going like for choir tour and stuff in junior high and then i think we went pretty much every year in between then and high school so we went a lot for that and that really um started my love for the disney parks and now i feel like without disneyland every couple months it's like i, I don't even know who i am right like my old co-workers used to be like when are you going again and i'm like just shut up because you're jealous right <laughs> it's funny though because when Luis and i first started dating he was like i will never go to disneyland Mm. so he wants to talk about how you know his life has changed since dating me man his disney life i'll just say that but um (laughs) we we used to be annual pass holders but this year we um we had a major life change um we we uh we became da members you know disneyland Lovers Anonymous, and so we're not going anymore because we we sprouted life, baby. <laughs> yeah, I incubated life, and then it sprouted. Oh, nice and <laughs> cool. She came out. Her name's Adeline. She's fantastic. Good but job on that, by the way. <laughs> she's pretty freaking cute. But we thought that she's we, the original Mouseketeer. Yeah, right? right. At least she's she's like the podcast baby. <gasps> podcast baby. But we just wanted to take a little time off only because I don't know if she would enjoy it as much as we would. Right. And we can't be those parents who are running around and the kid's like crying. I'm tired. I want to ride the little mermaid And we're again. like, come on. So, yeah. So, Lou, what about you? What's your Disney history, Louise? You pretty much just summed it up for me. Did you did you grow up watching the movies or anything like that? No, I was pretty boring. I just grew up watching the History Channel and... <laughs> You know, Sesame Street, learning my ABCs. Um, oh, well, Sesame Street is part of the Henson Company, which is owned by Disney. So, hmm. hmm. They didn't know that then. <laughs> Pretty sure they didn't know them then. No, I don't what think they did. What about Star Wars? Mm. No. Gasp. Interesting. No, I'm really trying to think. No, I don't think so. Once so, again, this is reinforcing the fact that um, Louis got dragged into this. Right. But he's enjoying himself. No, but the story behind me not ever going to Disneyland actually has to do with the fact that um, I really didn't have a lot of time to be um, inv- deeply involved with anything Disney because I played uh, soccer right. my entire life and I played competitive soccer. So with that said, I was always out every weekend and the time that I did have to watch TV, I always spent it watching um, uh, very fun and informative history programs. Yeah, Luis has and been, as I said last week, he's been 35 since he was 8 years old. Um, 40. <laughs> oh, 40. Excuse me. I didn't want to de-age you. No, it's okay. Okay. And so anyways, I never really had a lot of time to go ahead and watch any Disney-related um, shows or anything, but the main reason why I told my wife, which was, you know, we were dating at the time, 
that I would never go to Disneyland is because we actually went to a soccer tournament, a Coca-Cola tournament that was um, down south in, uh, I think it was Dominguez Hills. And it was actually um, the winner of the tournament had a free day pass oh. to Disneyland. And we didn't win. We actually <laughs> suffered one of our worst defeats ever. Oh, jeez. And as a result of that, we only got to go to downtown Disney. And <gasps> Wait, so they still took you down there, but you weren't allowed to go into that's the park? Like super Do you rude. like how it's like, hang out in the Esplanade, but you can't get in? Yeah, that's like torture. Buy all this Disney merch, but don't actually go into Disneyland, suckers. Yeah, pretty much. It, you know, I, I kind of got a bit of a resentment towards Disneyland because of that reason. It's like mm. being, you know, so cl- close yet so far away <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> and the most exciting thing about that Disney trip was just seeing my uh, team members buy the oversized Mickey gloves and just start, you know, They're smacking each other, smacking in the face each other around. But that was as far as it got. <laughs> and ever since then, I was like, nope, I'll never go to Disneyland. Mm. And, you know, since then, yeah, you know, before I met my wife, you know, I had girlfriends here and there and they were always, oh, let's go to Disneyland. no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they were always like, hey, let's go to Disneyland. Yeah. I'm like, never. Mm. Bitter. But Emily is the one that got you to go. Yes. <laughs> and ever since then, actually, I really, really enjoy going to Disneyland. Mm. And all four now, of us have gone a few times together, and it's the most fun. We always have the most fun. Yes. The most. Very fun. The most fun. The most fun. Extremely What's fun. your favorite part about Disneyland, Lou? Um, I, I honestly don't know. Probably going through the security line is pretty awesome. Oh, okay. That's fun for you? Yeah. Skin. I right. mean, it's only All fun right. because I know that the park is safe, and you know everyone else <laughs> in there is going to be safe. So <laughs> it, it really kind of helps me get into my Disney zone, knowing that everybody's going to be safe. In that's, that's a very good point that I don't think any other person on Earth holds the opinion of. Disney, the best part of Dale Disneyland is that everybody's safe. That's great. You guys, uh, we're talking about Moana today, so let's get into that a little bit. Uh, now that you know a little bit more about us, and you'll learn more about us as the podcast goes on, um, we're very open people, so we'll be we'll be upfront with you guys about our lives and stuff like that. But you don't want to hear about that. You want to hear about our thoughts on the movie Moana. Uh, we just watched it. I watched it today. Me and Michelle watched it today. You guys watched it yesterday. Yeah, so we watched nice. it last night, and I don't even... Just ask me what I thought. What? <laughs> ask what? me what I thought. What, what did, did you, you think? think? Amazing. What did you think? <laughs> I, I just said I thought it was amazing. <laughs> oh, well, everybody asked you what you thought. Oh, I just and, and didn't, didn't get it didn't enough get time chance. to ask you. So what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was amazing. <laughs> well, that's good. I agree. The first time I saw Moana, Andre and I had seen it in theaters together. And if you know me, you know that I'm absolutely in love with the ocean. My favorite Disney movie is The Little Mermaid. So I basically just cried a bunch during the movie because it was so amazing. Um, yeah, so I loved it. This movie is uh, is really good. It's very beautiful. It's incredible. It's tear. It's a tearjerker. It's a, it's heartwarming. It's got all of the all of the stuff that you want in a Disney movie. Luis, what did you think of Moana? Um, I. Well, the first time I watched it, I really enjoyed it. The second time, um, oh, actually not the second time. This was the third time we watched it. Um, I won't lie. I was passively watching it. You know, I was doing some other stuff on the side. But oddly enough, the times that I was, uh, you know, 100% watching it, I really enjoyed the scenes a lot more as a, re- as a result of watching Oh, you liked time. watching the movie when you were paying attention? Yes. <laughs> Only when I pay attention do I like a movie. If I'm watching it passively, I'm very indifferent about oh, okay. it. Amazing. Sense. But um, honestly, the, the thing that I like most about this movie is the animation. Yeah, it, the it animation, looks beautiful. It's beautiful. It really looked like it was a real person's hair. So like this was one of the, I think this is like Disney's third third or fourth um, like 3D animated movie, right? So they had like... Um, they had Tangled, they had, what was the other one? Uh, Frozen, and then was there another one? Or was it just this one? Of oh, the 3D ones, I don't remember. But I think just Tangled and Frozen. Tangled, Frozen, and then Moana, yeah. And of this new age of animated movie that's not 2D animation mm-hmm. anymore. So Frozen, 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 and Frozen, right? Yeah, 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 those those, those four movies. Basically. 
But, yeah. uh, but I think this oh. one. I think this one, Moana, is is definitely the most uh, technically advanced and most special effectsly. Uh, I mean, beautiful. they did such a good job just on the water and creating it as <laughs> a like, character. It's like the water was a character in in itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. But, you a know. couple times when we were watching the beginning of the movie, especially when they're on Montanui where she lives, mm-hmm. um, when you're looking at the at the landscape, there were a couple times when Luis and I were like, oh my gosh, if you took the characters themselves out of it, it almost looks real. Right. Because when you look at that, when you look at Moana, she's obviously not a real person, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. she's character. She, she's drawn. Or, um, but when you look at like the palm trees and the ocean and the and way the everything moves. And the, the water. And oh the yeah. Boats, even the boats. They They're, all, it looks so vivid. Very realistic. Very realistic and very, culturally true to the time period mm-hmm. and to um the area in which they live which i really enjoyed yeah man let's move to hawaii guys <laughs> please it's Somebody. not in hawaii but well it's in the pacific islands yes yeah, right south pacific we're good yeah it's uh, i i just want to be in hawaii because it's like closer i agree I don't have and to warmer and beautiful like yeah that. you can still be a u.s yeah. citizen yeah, exactly. there true. you go um moana is actually played by Ali'i Cravalho. Ali'i Cravalho. Cravalho. And she's from Hawaii. I totally looked up how to say her name and I forgot it. Go ask her how she likes Hawaii. So she's from Hawaii. And I feel like she literally looks like Moana, which is crazy. Um, She was the last person to audition out of hundreds of actresses and wasn't originally going to audition for the part. So that's just a fun fact about that. She was the last person to audition. Which is pretty crazy. And she got it. Yeah. They, were, they had gone through hundreds of people. And then this last one's like, oh, thank God this one showed up. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have had to deal with Joe Schmo over here playing Moana. And she is amazing. This is her first time acting, I believe. And she, when she started the movie, I think she was like 14 or 15 years old. And she has an incredible voice. The How Far I'll Go song, oh, it's, it's off the hook. It's incredible. It's it's like a tearjerker. It, it's like an instant classic. Like I, it just starts playing. It's like, oh, this is my favorite and I had, song. Yeah, ever. I had this conversation with you. Like everybody's obsessed with the song "Let It Go," but "How Far I'll Go" is way better. Yeah, in of my the, opinion. Of the, of the "I'll Go" songs, uh, it's the better "I'll Go" song <laughs> for I'll sure. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny that you say that because Luis and I were talking about this last night as well. Um, I we joke about Frozen a lot because you know Frozen's just so overdone, and I will say that I maybe not so much anymore but I used to be the hugest Idina <laughs> hugest right hugest the hugest Idina Menzel fan I mean for years and years and years and years um, I have a signed picture um, of me in an Idina Menzel shirt and she actually signed it and it said like keep chasing your dreams or something mm-hmm. I don't know it, it's super corny, corny, but whatever. Um, and so I totally love her and I, I just, I love her vibe and everything, but it was interesting how when, you know, Let It Go was definitely written for her voice. Right. Like it was composed with her in mind and no one can sing it like she can because mm-hmm. it's written for her. And I think, and Luis was saying last night that he's happy that uh, How Far I'll Go didn't blow up as much. Right. But I think it's because of her stardom. Right. I think that if Moana, um, the girl who played Moana was famous, it might have done that. Mm -hmm. But it almost like worked better in the movie's favor that she wasn't someone famous. Correct. Because I think like the main problem with Frozen is that it was it was a it was a very good movie. I loved it when I watched it the first time. And then it just blew up out of control. They went super hardcore into their marketing for it after it came out. They put that song on the radio and played it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And and it, we let it go. And we all had to <laughs> we let, let it, it go. go. Yes. I mean, uh, we were just at Disneyland and they played Frozen during the World of Color show. And, and we sighed. We were like, ugh. And as soon as it started, I was like, watch all these little kids. And all the little kids started singing the song as soon as it started up. Just because they, they all know it. They all know all of the words to it. Every three-year-old in the country knows <laughs> Let It Go. So, yeah, I agree. I'm kind of happy that it hasn't blown up as much, obviously. And it's, it's an extremely amazing movie. And tons of people love it. But that song, I will cherish more because... It didn't blow up. Because like it didn't get overplayed. Did. Yes. Correct. I'm actually very happy that we finally let go of that song. Let it go. Because it was not my favorite. And I'm a bit biased because I'm not a big um, Olaf fan. 
And oh, you don't like Olaf? No, Olaf is the worst character ever <laughs> created. You know, because Olaf sings Let It Go. <laughs> By association. Let it snow. Let it snow. <laughs> By association to Olaf, that song was tainted. You're funny. <laughs> no, but going back to um, the this song. Um, how far I'll go. How far I'll go. I'll honestly say that. It's not just that one song. It's the entire soundtrack. Yes. I think the entire soundtrack for this movie is by far the best Disney princess soundtrack I've personally ever heard. Mm. And that's just my own opinion. Yeah. Um, this the, the music in this movie um, was done mostly by Lin-Manuel Miranda, the um, famed Love him. composer and playwright and actor and singer and... All that other stuff that he does. Rapper, I guess. Yeah, he's a rapper too. Uh, the guy who did Hamilton. I So I have a very contentious relationship with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Because, <laughs> Tell him about it. Because one of my college roommates is his cousin. And so like he was like pumping it full, full into my face uh, while we were in college. Because like, In the Heights had just come out. And he was like, you got to listen to this. It's the best thing ever. And I kind of, I, I, I had a large falling out with, with my roommate. So I didn't. I didn't listen to In the Heights, and when Hamilton came out, I was like, oh, my God, this freaking guy is all over the news, and he's doing all this stuff. So like, Andre's all pissed off. I was so mad. I was so mad that he had become so successful. Uh, so Hamilton came out, and all, everybody was listening to it, and I refused to touch it. But then this movie came out, and I finally got to like hear what this dude was like actually all about, and he's, he's pretty awesome. So. Did you go back and listen to anything? No, else? I have not. I still have not listened to Hamilton. <laughs> Andre I, said I no. I have not listened to In the Heights. But when Hamilton gets to a, a price where I can see it and it's close by, then I think that's totally going to go down because it, it's probably right up my alley. It's all historical and it's all rap and it's all uh, black and brown people do, doing the the acting and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm sure you. I'll give in to my uh, hatred of Lin Manuel Miranda to to watch his. You can't even say play. you hate him because everything you've heard so far you like. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because it's all it's all good. I I, I hate funny. him for purely superficial roommate reasons. Cousin, <laughs> it's his cousin. College yeah. problems, cousin yeah. reasons. That's right. Okay, he so. takes those and he takes down hard. <laughs> Damn, Andre, this is taking it back to like you know uh, the Romeo and Juliet with. Um, the two families warring. Yeah, it's me versus the Mirandas. Yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> the Mirandas won. <laughs> He's the rich Mor- and famous. Yeah. The Mortons versus the Mirandas. Yeah, there you go. Not Andres, to be more exact. You a, heard it here first. Not a battle that I'm currently winning, I don't think. I think I'm giving in and, hey, let these two kids get married. I don't, I don't care. It's, it's fine. <laughs> All right, so I would like to talk about Maui, played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So fun facts about Maui. They asked him to play the part. They had made this character and they asked him. They based the character off of him. They basically structured him around Dwayne Johnson's personality and Dwayne was just like, okay. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, offer only. And also, the look of Maui is partly inspired by his grandfather. And we saw a picture of him and he was the high chief Peter Mavia of Samoa. And his grandfather was also a pro wrestler. So there you Which go. Which is pretty cool. He was a he was a chief and a wrestler. Yeah. That's pretty dope. How do you guys feel about his like transition from being a wrestler to an actor? Oh, I I I love The Rock. I think he's extremely charming and hilarious and he's he's good in almost everything that he does. Like no matter what the movie is, he he's a he's a he's a superstar. It, it, like he's done a, a fair amount of very bad movies, like Baywatch and um, what was that one with the the earthquake, San Andreas. There's a, a bunch of stuff that he's done that isn't great, but I love him in everything that I watch. I really wish this was not a podcast and you could see the look on my face because Andre <laughs> said he is so great. And FYI, he's not great. Uh, I cannot. Okay. His acting is rough city, okay. but he is very charming, yes. and I agree with you. I, I like The Rock off screen. I like who he is. I like when you listen to him. He's very humble. He seems like someone you could actually really be friends with, even though he's like the superstar. Cool um, but I I take all of that back, 
in this movie. Meaning, I take back that I don't think he's a good actor oh, okay. because this really does fit everything. Like Michelle said, you can see his personality shine through. All of the little things that in a normal movie would make me mad, like the little one-off remarks that yeah. he says, where it's like, oh, I'm using a bird, it's tweeting, right? I usually, laughed so hard when Usually he said I would that. be like, oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> but it just seems like something he would say. You could see him all up in the script. It works for him, yeah. yeah. It and worked really well. He surprised me with a singing abilities as well right me as yeah. well that you're welcome song is very funny you're welcome speaking of you're welcome can i throw something in right there Ooh, yes okay michelle's about to have a flip out because i like to be easter egg queen mm-hmm. and if you guys don't know what easter eggs are they're little hidden parts of movies that do nods to other pop culture or right. other movies they refer and to some older stuff or yeah. other disney movies and pixar has been you know huge into the the Easter egg game for a long time and now Disney films are starting to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Long story short, in the You're Welcome scene, we see a nice little flash to one of Michelle's favorite Say characters. What? Say what? Say now? what? Say what? Um, Flounder is actually Where? seen swimming up what? during um, the You're Welcome song. So now I, I might have miss to, this. <laughs> I might have to post a picture of it on the Instagram. Love me some yeah. Flounder. <laughs> but I will definitely um, show Michelle this after so she can see the yes, cuteness. I need to see oh, that. Wow. Yeah, I, I had no idea that that was. Also, another thing. theory about Maui. I read this on the internet the other day and tell me what you guys think. Lilo and Stitch, at the beginning of the movie, she goes to feed a fish named Pudge in the ocean a peanut butter sandwich because if she doesn't feed him a sandwich, he controls the weather. Pudge controls the weather. Oh, that was like Lilo's theory. The theory is that Pudge, the fish, is Maui because Maui can control the weather and maybe he made a storm or something happen in Mm. Hawaii because her parents died driving sure. in a storm so maybe he feels bad and now he's like checking in on her and I she gotta feeds stay him a, a sandwich because she knows he controls the weather what do you guys think about that that's an interesting uh tie to i think people go too far with them but i like to talk about them anyways that's kind of depressing that right, he made her parents die yeah <laughs> he killed he killed her parents but he does control the weather and now he's trapped so. as a goldfish forever who knows um i had a theory that okay so there's the scene uh, early on in the movie where little baby Moana, she's walking out like to the ocean for the first time and then she sees like a little turtle and it, the turtle, the turtle has to like get to the water to, to survive and the, there's like birds or something like that that's trying to attack it. I think that that little bird is, or little bird, that little turtle is um, Crush. either Crush or an ancestor of Crush. For sure. They move and swim the same way. Well, I thought that too. I mean, obviously. They're, they're both turtles. So, animation. You know, but, but that's a that's a cool fan theory that I that I, I think have. so. I I agree with you. I believe it is crush one hundred percent. Yes. Um, if I am correct, sea turtles probably. It, I mean, they will. I'm not sure they'll have a, as a long of a lifespan as regular tortoise. However, I do believe that they probably grow to be very old. So I my, think in I Finding Nemo, Crush says that he's like a hundred and. Something. I think he said he's he's over a hundred years old. I think. I read a source that said that Moana was supposed to happen like two thousand years ago. Right. That's what I assumed. That is very long time ago. So if it's that long ago, probably not Crush. But you, it just the way that you go, like the way that he swims away, mm-hmm. like as yeah. the tide's going, he very much looks like. Yeah. He looks um, like Crush. Like Crush yeah. and Squirt. So yeah. definitely could be. He's ancestors. like Crush's grandpa, or something very like nice. that. Nice. Um. Okay. What else? Do we have any other Disney theories? Oh, you know what I was thinking? So I, this is probably just because we just saw Thor Ragnarok. But I think Maui and Thor are very similar dudes. They're both uh, gods. They both use a tool to harness their magical powers. And they're both uh, super cocky and confident to the point of um, losing their <laughs> losing their magical tools. Well, um. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to agree with you on certain points. Um, Maui is, wasn't he a demigod, though? So, yeah, Maui is a demigod. Partial god. He yeah. harnesses his powers from his fish hook, which but, was given to him by a god. Right, the gods gave him his powers. Which is funny because... Thor is born as a god. I mean, here's, a, here's my uh, question to everybody who listens and, you know, to you guys as well. Who would you take in a fight? Ooh. Maui? Or the new Aquaman, 
that is played by Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Like who could I defeat in a fight? No, no, no. No, them who versus would win between other. the two. Oh, if they were battling each other. Now the reason why I just you know I'm bringing this up is because, I mean, you take a look at uh, Jason, the one who's playing uh, Aquaman, mm-hmm. and you know if I am correct, he is Samoan. I believe so. Yes. And he, um, when I was looking at uh, the movie yesterday, I'm like, you know what? There are a lot of features uh, that Jason has that reminded me. A lot of uh, Maui. Yeah, in um, 20 years when they do a live-action remake of uh, Moana, <laughs> Jason de- Momoa could totally play <laughs> He, he definitely totally needs play to Maui. play it. But, I mean, the main reason why I bring it up is because uh, it is Maui has the weapon that he uses that is a source of his power, mm-hmm. which is a fish hook. And that can be seen as uh, it's a way to go. It's like an instrument that is used in the sea and then aquaman has a trident right which so is also a weapon that is used in the sea for those of you that don't know aquaman he's a he's a dc uh superhero he is the king of atlantis uh similar to king triton i suppose but not a mermaid uh he he holds a trident he can speak to fish he has super he can swim super fast he has um some super strength he's extremely durable like bullets kind of bounce off of him and um he can also throw like little whirlpool uh, water balls. Well, and Luis was talking about this last night and he was saying, you know, if Aquaman can control sea life, mm-hmm. Maui can turn into sea life. Right. Right. Because, you know, he goes, he's a shapeshifter, so he goes between forms. So they kind of have some similarities, um, which makes them kind of comparable in a fight, except for can Aquaman like walk on land yeah 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 oh because walk on land. i won't lie to you i think aquaman's a little right silly. so that's that's a that's a huge thing in uh not just the real life but also in the dc universe everybody kind of thinks aquaman kind of sucks do they like make fun of him because i'm making make, fun of him in they my make head. fun of him a fair amount but he is a legitimate contender in the, the dc universe he's probably um like not quite as strong as wonder woman but somewhat close you know so he, he 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 can hold his own, and at one point in um, the DC universe, I don't know if this will happen in his movie or the Justice League movie or anything like that, but he gets his hand cut off, and uh, his hand is replaced with a like elongated fish hook kind of thing, so he can like shoot out like a projectile. Uh, um, uh, what's that thing? So called? he's like Ozog the Defiler. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. The From Hobbit. The Hobbit, yeah. FYI, it's, Emily's favorite movie. It's almost exactly like that arm apparatus. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, mm-hmm. now I need to... Maybe he's my new favorite character, because Azog <laughs> is the coolest villain ever. So going back to the topic of who would win in a fight, Maui or the new Aquaman? Well, personally, they all have their strengths. I think that if it were to come down to a... Um, fight that excludes abilities, I truly believe that Aquaman would probably have the upper hand. Like if Maui did not have his fish hook? That y- Aquaman yes, take if him. Maui did not have his fish hook, if Aquaman did not use any of his extra abilities, like speaking to you know wildlife or um, you know yeah, the, calling on any a, ocean life to help. If it was just a boxing match. Yeah, if it was Maui a straight up Aquaman. boxing match, I think Aquaman would win. I think you might be right it's it's kind of hard to judge uh maui's like strength when he doesn't have the fish hook like he's still pretty strong he's like tugging on that boat pretty hard and stuff like that but he doesn't like (laughs) he doesn't do anything else like super duper strong when he doesn't have the the fish hook so it's kind of hard to tell um andre who do you think would win i think but if they didn't have anything then yeah i think i think i agree with Luis that aquaman will win but when when Maui has that fish hook, I think, I think he can, I think he can take him. I think that fish hook is is more powerful than um, than Aquaman's body. I just want you to think right now that Maui is the Rock and the Rock is Maui, <laughs> and you really think that the Rock would not win. Ah, that's what I just said. I said he would win if he had the fish hook. Nah, no yeah. fish hook. No fish hook. He's just gonna be like, you smell what Maui's cooking. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> And then Aquaman will uh, punch him into the water where he'll be uh, digested by several thousand piranha. I feel like this um, debate is hard for me because I'm thinking of it as 
Dwayne Johnson versus Jason Momoa. Momoa. And I love Jason Momoa, so I'm just going to say he would win. <laughs> Aquaman. Biased. Tricks. Totally okay. biased. And I and I mean, he's Cal Drogo, so he would win. Shout out to the Game of Thrones people. So, after four rounds, Aquaman is the victor over Maui. Yeah. We'll take that. We'll take that. If uh, if we watch Justice League and decide that that's different, we'll, we'll, we'll update you guys. We will not watch Justice League because this is a Disney podcast. I didn't say we talk about it on the podcast, <laughs> but I'm definitely going to go watch Justice League. DC is not a part of this universe, Correct. FYI. So moving on. So we were talking about parallels, and another parallel that I kind of noticed in the movie is that Moana's dad, the chief of the village, he's just basically King Triton. He's like, nobody can go beyond the reef. And King Triton's like, nobody can go to the surface. They're just the same. One's just like, don't get in the water. The other one's like, don't, don't get, get out, out of the water. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and they're both controlling, and Moana and Ariel are both like, Daddy, no. We don't understand. <laughs> I so love it. I, was, I love him. I, I was thinking about this, too, that he is like a controlling father, like King Triton. But I think Moana's dad's reasons for controlling Moana over King Triton's reasons for controlling Ariel are a little bit better and stronger and better for women in general king triton is like uh don't go out there you're a tiny little girl and you suck at everything and you're gonna get eaten alive up there but 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 it's because king triton's wife died from the ship sure but so that's why but yeah yeah, that's why but moana's dad is like don't go out there focus on this help our people because you're good at it okay be the the chiefess of this place because you're good at it and uh, lead us and stuff like that. And he's like, you can do pretty much whatever you want on exactly. this island. Mm-hmm. Um, and just I feel like island. he just <laughs> locks Ariel away. <laughs> right. King Triton's like, go to your hey, room, girl. <laughs> Get in your room, girl. <laughs> yep. You missed the choir exactly. concert. I'm destroying all your stuff. <laughs> pew, pew. Okay. True, true. Yeah. So I, I thought I thought that that Moana's dad was just a a, a little bit better in that sense of. Uh, I can agree with that. In terms of being like. A jerk dad. He's he's yeah. slightly less of a jerk. Okay, I agree. Yeah. Also, he has some sick dance moves. That's right. If you see him getting All his culture on, I was like, yeah. yeah. Like I wanted it's to true. get down and dance with them. Oh my god! Fun. Speaking of dancing, uh, that tiny fifteen second scene of that little kid dancing <laughs> when Moana's like teaching them how to dance. That kid is the best. I love him so much. Oh, you so talking much. about Michael? <laughs> is his name? I don't. He didn't no, have no. a name. He didn't have any he lines. Michael. But he's definitely little tiny Michael Jackson. He kid. was getting it. <laughs> he was getting flirting it. super hard with Moana with just his eyes. Incredible. Yeah. And his lips. The charisma on this kid <laughs> is out of control. I totally love that part. I agree. Oh, what a what a good tiny little addition that they totally didn't need to throw in there, but they did. But and they did. I'm happier for True. it. Luis, I have a question for you. Sidekicks. They make a joke in this movie about how if you sing and you have a sidekick, you're a princess, which <laughs> technically Moana's not a princess. She's the daughters of the chief. Right. But let's talk about sidekicks. Who's better? Like, who's her actual sidekick? Is it Pua or Hey Hey? And who's better? That is a very great question. I personally... It's a tough one for me because Hey Hey is damn hilarious. Yeah, so Hey Hey's the chicken and Pua's the little pig. The pig. I mean, don't get me wrong, Pua's cute as hell, and I'm a I'm a 28 year old grown man, and I'm saying the little piglet's cute, but um, Hey Hey is just damn ridiculous. I, I I do not know what it is about that chicken, but I'm part of my language. He is just very, very, very funny. The fact that. Um, my favorite scene is when he barely realizes he's in the middle of the ocean. He turns to one over his shoulder. All he sees is water. Turns to the other shoulder. <laughs> all he sees is water. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just hear him go. <laughs> and he's like totally, totally like horrified. But no, a minute later he's over there jumping to the ocean like he just forgot that he's terrified. Right. I don't the know. best part of all that, and I know that you could hear that, was that Luis said that he turned to one side and he literally turned his head and then his voice went <laughs> right. <laughs> he li- he acts it out over here. You guys are just missing it. Yeah, we need to we need to start this as a video podcast because you're missing out on a lot of good Luis. Quite moments. hilarious. I feel like my only argument for both of them is that they both have 
little moments in the movie where Moana wouldn't have progressed without them because Pua hands Moana the oar and is like, get on the boat, get on the boat. Right. But then at the end of the movie, she like, the little, um, the heart of Tefiti, the little green stone like slips out of her hand and then the chicken grabs it and he acts like he's going to eat it, but then he doesn't. He yeah. gives it back. Hey, hey, comes in in clutch like a, a bunch of times yeah. towards the end of this movie. I would say that who is her sidekick like to answer that question, I would say Pua because her running around the island is with Pua. Like right. he's her friend and he's the one who gets her on the canoe in the first place. And he was pretty courageous getting out there with her. But then after that first ocean encounter, he was like, screw that. staying on that. the island. Yeah. Right. Um, True. But hey, hey, eh, yeah. he's doing some chicken stuff. <laughs> and honestly, he kind of got them out of some. He got them out of some stuff. Some so I feel like. He might be the more helpful, and Pua is the actual sidekick. And also, when they were promoting the movie, I felt like they showed the pig so much right. more than That's the what chicken. I was say. Like even they had Pua, like the little stuffed animals that you could buy, but I haven't seen no chicken. Yeah. Well, and I so, totally thought he was going to be in the in the movie, in the movie more. more. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like I was kind of sad when he wasn't on the boat. Right, he he just got left on the island, and hey, hey, the stowaway got to have all of the glory, but. Honestly, um, I think we're forgetting someone in this psychic uh, debate, and that is the ocean. The ocean Who was the biz. The ocean Very helps out true. Moana way more than either Pua or Hey Hey. It's like her little secret weapon. Yeah. I mean, I swear the rock could have thrown Moana off 17 more times, and I would have laughed. <laughs> it still would have been funny. funny. Time. It, was time. it was hilarious. There was a lot of like good like physical comedy in this uh, movie. Like There's one point when uh, Maui is like, going away on the boat uh on the on the island and, and moana's like no way i'm not letting this happen and she runs she jumps off to get to the boat and then just totally falls in the water falls face first <laughs> in the water and it's Very great true. and there's a uh, there's a bunch of stuff like that and i think that like the style of um how they're drawn or animated or whatever really helps for that like maui is he's kind of like large he's obviously he's obviously um based off of like you know larger uh south pacific samoan islander type dudes but he's physically drawn in such a way that it's he like he's super stout he has tiny legs like look like, if you look at a picture of him look at his legs compared to his torso and they're ridiculously small but his feet are gigantic <laughs> when he's like laying down his feet are like bigger than his whole head he kind of reminds me of like wreck it ralph but like Samoan version. Right. So their body, oh, yeah. their body sizes like totally just overpower the screen. And I think that's what makes it extra funny. Like when the ocean slaps him around, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, you think you're going to swim away? Nope. <laughs> Quite that's hilarious. Some water in your face. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about another character in this movie. Um, before we get to the one that Michelle really wants to talk about, we're going to talk about the one that I personally was not a huge fan of, mm. which were the Kakamoras. Oh, you didn't like those? I love those little. Oh dudes. God! Oh, okay, the so little coconuts. The coconuts. They're so funny. I love them. Okay, so here's. Let me tell you my problem with them before I watch the movie again, and then afterwards, I suppose. Okay. So before watching them, I thought to myself, I don't like the fact that there's animated coconuts. Not mm -hmm. not the fact that they're actually animated. I mm -hmm. mean, like, like they're, they're a thing. They're a th they're they're living, right? Because right. Yeah, they're I like get gods, it. Kind of Disney movies have talking and or like very conscious very sidekicks. That's animals. fine with me. They're animals, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like an animated coconut, like a coconut that <laughs> has runs legs around, and arms. that's weird to me, right? So at first when I watched it, I was like, this is really weird. But then we watched it again yesterday and Luis made a really good point. He said he thinks that they are something else inside of a coconut. Correct. They are wearing coconuts They're for yeah. wearing armor. Coconuts. So the coconut is the armor. Yes. I thought it was a coconut running around no. which no. sprouted yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like not okay with that whatsoever. <laughs> like that is weird. I'm not. No, but the coconuts are armor. Yeah. Now that it's I, so funny. <laughs> now that I get that I'm more okay with it. But at first I was like, this is stupid. They're super cool. They're super smart. They're they hilarious. All have, they like, have, if, like the boats that they created yeah. and crafted. If you themselves. watch that scene very intensely, I love this part where they're like connected to ropes and they're hopping on the giant drum. And it's, it's just funny. <laughs> just bouncing around making noise. Luis, you didn't have anything to say? <laughs> Luis is looking at us very intently. I don't know what he's thinking about the, the coconuts. What do you think about coconut dudes? 
I thought they were very cute before they started to put that face painting right, so on their coconuts. When you first see them, they're just standing evil. there. And then they put like angry eyebrows on their faces. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> it was funny. That was very funny. Luis actually found a, what do you call it? A, an Easter egg too mm-hmm. um, in the Kakamora scene. And it's, it's actually very cute. And one of my favorite movies, Louis, tell them what you found. Uh, if you pay attention to the scene where uh, the Kakamora are bringing them closer into their ship. And then you get a glimpse of the main Kakamoras and then a whole bunch of them in the background. Mm-hmm. If you look over to the right-hand side of your screen and you kind of focus dead center right, um, you'll notice that one of the Kakamoras actually looks a lot like uh, a, another character from a Disney movie that goes by the name of Baymax. Oh. What? There's a Baymax Kakamora? Well, yes. Uh, the face painting that... Is on the actual Kakamora looks, looks very like much like Baymax, and it's also like a um, stretched out coconut rather than a regular looking coconut. Mm. I can't remember. Did Big Hero Six come out before or after this? Before it came out before. Yes. Okay, well that is a uh, interesting. Good. Hmm. good catch. Good eyes. I don't I think like I noticed it. anything uh, crazy in this movie. The only other Easter eggs I noticed is when Maui is shape shifting. There's a moment where he shape shifts into Heimlich from A Bug's Life and then there's another moment where he shapeshifts and he's Sven from Frozen which oh, yeah. get out of here could have done without that uh, but uh, the Heimlich <laughs> one was funny was there anything else Emily? Yeah I actually saw a couple other ones as well which I won't lie I did some research so that I could find them in the movie but this one I, I hadn't seen before but in the beginning of the movie um, when uh, grandmother or grandma who's mm-hmm. An amazing character. She's we haven't awesome. talked about the her yet. The best character. She um she's telling them the story and all the kids are like starting to freak mm-hmm. out, right? And she's scared. like, You can't get away from inescapable death, <laughs> right? And all the kids are freaking out. And uh, Moana's dad comes up and he hits a tapestry mm-hmm. and the tapestry falls. It's actually marshmallow from Frozen, right? But it's cool because marshmallow wasn't an overdone character for me. Right. I liked him. He is the big scary snowman that protected her fortress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one is in that same scene Michelle was just talking about when um, Maui's on the top of what's his name? The crab that we're going to talk about. Tama Tama Tama. I can't wait to talk about that. Bleh. So he's on top of ta- <laughs> he's on top of Tama Toa, <laughs> and. Um, they pan out and you actually see Aladdin's genie lamp oh. um, in the corner. That one to me, though, I mean, any genie lamp to me would look like Aladdin's genie lamp. Sure. So is it his? I would say who knows. But if you see it, you're going to think Aladdin. Yeah. But then again, yeah, the entire cool. scene is gold. Yeah. I so mean, he's shiny. Stuff, so yeah. <laughs> he's shiny. He's shiny. So, Michelle, would you this. like to segue us into that one? Oh, God. OK, so Emily sent me this meme the other day and it was like. A picture of Tomatoa's crazy face, and it was just like, you know, I'm a favorite character in Moana, which is so untrue. I can't stand Tomatoa. I hate that song. <laughs> he just talks about being shiny the whole time. If they cut that whole scene out of the movie, I'd be okay with it. I just don't like him. Sorry, I'm a Debbie Downer right now. Y'all should know that before we started recording, Michelle could not stop singing, I'm shiny. I hate that song, and I was stuck in my head, and I'm like, keep singing it. Oh, it's kind of catchy now. It, it might be one of those things where I hate it so much that eventually I'm going to like it and I'm going to get so frustrated. <laughs> but I just remember like crying in the theater for every other song. Like it was so beautiful and the story was great. And then this crab comes on and I was like, what just happened? I don't, I don't know. It just seemed out of place to me. Andre, what do you think? I also did not enjoy the uh, shiny song. I think like the 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 content of the song like him talking about himself being shiny and stuff is is fine but like the way that he's singing it in kind of like that um like talk singing kind of voice and the the like the rhymes and stuff aren't that great i think i think i just I don't like the, the structure of the song maybe itself. if it was a different voice or like if it was kind of saying in a different manner i might have enjoyed it more but so tomatoa was played by a man named jermaine clement who i love he's he's a, a new zealand actor uh he was he's one of the guys in flight of the concords he's actually uh um the guy who directed Thor, Taika Waititi, he's like one of his uh, very good friends. He's been in a bunch of his movies and stuff mm. like that. So I, I love this guy uh, as an actor, but like this role for him, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what his uh, 
direction was like, but I, I didn't like much of it. I will say that <laughs> I loved Tomatoa. I thought he was freaking hilarious. But I will say that I agree that the song itself didn't... If you look at the rest of the musical... If you look at the rest of the musical library for this music for this movie, it didn't fit. So I will agree with you there. But I thought he was hilarious. Everything from the first moment when he was like, pick an eye, babe. Like, I can't focus because you kept <laughs> going was, back and forth between good. his eyes. I was already caught in his character. I loved. Yeah. But I can agree that the song itself wasn't that fantastic. I just think I liked it because... It showed a good juxtaposition between him and Maui. Because if you look at who their characters were, mm-hmm. they were pretty dang similar. Right. Yeah. Tamatoa had his shell that was covered in things. And Maui's skin was covered in accomplishments. So it was almost like you could see like That's similarities. Well, and Maui didn't eat his grandmother. Yeah, yeah but that. he like ruined like the earth <laughs> with Tafiti. I okay, mean, true. Okay. you know what I mean? Spoiler, Everybody makes mistakes. Sorry. So. <laughs> but... I mean, it took him a long time to eat his grandmother because she was freaking huge. I mean, <laughs> tell me that's not hilarious. You're laughing because it's funny. It's funny, but I just, like I said, maybe if it was a different actor, I would have thought it was more funny. Yeah. Like a different voice. So something about it threw me off. And as I'm watching it more, I'm kind of liking it more and noticing more things. So we'll see if it grows on me. Yeah. I totally understand. I, I, I didn't have a problem with like the scene in general. Like I love like the whole realm of monsters uh, place that they, they dropped into. And his character, though he's not like my favorite villain or anything like that, he was he was fine. It was just the song. I think I mainly had to. Yeah, that might have been it more. And then Emily uh, pointed out to us that there's an after credit scene, which Andre and I had never seen. We didn't know there was an after credit scene, and it's about Tomatoa, and it's pretty funny. And so now I'm kind of liking it more just because of that after credit scene. Yes. There's another uh, he, like, Disney the reference. Wall. Yes, it's <laughs> funny. Yeah. What does he say? He says, uh, if I was uh, small and red and had a funny Jamaican accent, you guys would totally flip me back over, but I'm not. Because he was still on his back the whole time. <laughs> he couldn't get back over. He was too it, shiny. It too was shiny. pretty funny. Mm. I'll admit that. He was good. I really like him. Yeah. So that's Speaking of the end of the movie, okay, this has really nothing to do with anything except for Luis and I just laughed about it. Mm-hmm. At, in the end credits... I don't know if you guys just watch credits. I have never in my life done it, but like Luis likes to watch them because he's an interesting human being. Sure. And sometimes you'll see production babies. Like you'll see babies that were born during the production of a movie. Oh, okay. Um, for like the creators oh, or the writers mm-hmm. or whatever. That's always really cool. I like to look at that. Um, but there's another heading that's been in the last um, two in Frozen and in this one, and it's called caffeination. And literally, it's like the coffee dude. <laughs> And so I the one that brings some coffee? Yes. How do I get that job? So that's what I said. Oh so God. I'm giving like the hugest shout out to Carlos Benavides. <laughs> Carlos Benavides. Who's like you the derailist. coffee coordinator for these movies that's because amazing. he's keeping the he's keeping the world running. I'm just gonna that's throw it out there. hilarious. That's so I fun. love that. Because I mean for most movies and productions uh, in general there's like a craft services person a person who will bring out all of the food for all the actors and crew and stuff like that yeah and so it, it but do they put him in the credits um I don't they usually I, do like I, companies I like, yeah. like like okay. if it was like say a, it was starbucks they would say like thank you to starbucks in burbank right or, or whatever. like a catering okay. company okay. or whatever that does like craft but not services. but not carlos benavides they i had, really hope he's listening they had the craft hilarious. services person and then they also had separately a caffeination person caffeination i just feel like i would do that job really well (laughs) my name is emily ruiz thank you emily loves coffee as you can tell um by our little logo she's holding a coffee cup so perfect job for you yes and i've only drank three cups while we've been doing this episode she has she's gotten up to get coffee multiple times my heart would beat out of its chest if i had three cups of coffee that's why i'm the loudest one on this podcast emily is (laughs) that's why everyone's laughing right now because when they listen my voice breaks their speakers right you're welcome Turn it down. Guys. Hilarious. Turn it down. Guys. I have. Andre, you turn it down. You're doing the mix. That's right. I'm holding. I'm, oh, my I'm goodness. The, I'm the producer. I have like <laughs> one also random comment, but maybe this is just like the musical theater person in me. Um, the reprise to let it go was like amazing. And I know. I'll go. You mean? No, no. To let it go oh. in the frozen movie. Okay. Okay. The reprise to that is like way better than like the actual. Than the or maybe it's not. A Let It Go reprise. I think it might be to a different song, but there's a reprise where they're like in the frozen castle and she's like, get out. And Anna's like, no, I'm going to stay and help you. But the reprise also 
of how far I'll go, and this one made me cry so hard. Yeah. I think just reprises in movies in general. I'm oh, always yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah. Well, because they take the most powerful song and they bring it back for that. It, it always. I won't. I mean, if you look at it from like a formulaic kind of mm-hmm. direction, they're going to take the most impactful moment and turn it into the emotional, you know, crux of the movie. Right. And they really do that, at least in Moana, but I like, think. Watch this. I'm going to hit them with this super powerful song. Oh, yeah. oh you thought home. it was over? I don't think so. Oh, Here's some more that of that power. song. And it was ha. bad because, I mean, I was crying during the regular um, How Far I'll Go song just because of my connection with the ocean and everything. And then they had to hit me with the reprise one time. <laughs> I was losing it. I just think it's cute that you guys cry. I'm going to call you both out because you said tearjerker earlier. It's and a tearjerker. I am not. My my tears were not uh, pulled all the way out of my eyes. Oh, they, they were, were dripping they were down jerks. my face. Yeah. Okay. I don't like, <laughs> like, I'm just like teary and I'm like, man, I got me. That was great. Okay. I didn't quite get there until the end when grandma comes back in spirit. Oh. Right. And she's Force like, ghost on, grandma. oh, dude. Yeah, and she's like on grandma. the, she's on the boat and she's like, do you know who you are? And they go, uh-huh, grandma, I know who I am. Like, I'm ready, right? Yes, and then grandma, you get yes. the whole thing and she gets this realization. She's like, I am Moana. Oh, yeah, I know. That was real well, and that moment when she says, like, she starts her name, I am Moana, and I'm like, oh, God. There it right? goes. There, there it is. There oh, it is. God, God. Right. And that's the I Disney agree. moment right there. Right. Yeah, that grandma character is amazing. She's fantastic. Who's better? That grandma or grandmother Willow? I was just about oh, to say. Or no. grandmother from Mulan. Oh. I'm just going to say it. Grandmas are the business oh, in Disney man, movies. man, I never even thought about that. Because parents always suck in Disney movies. But grandmas <laughs> grandma, are forever. Right. The grandma in this one really hit home for me, I feel like, because she was like the village crazy lady, which was hilarious. And sometimes people think I'm crazy because sometimes I am, whatever. One day. But I, I think I'm going to be lady. her as a grandma, like literally <laughs> dancing by the ocean and people are going to be like, what is she doing? There's, there's a part when she is showing Moana, like the boats and she like opens the, the pulls the rocks out and she goes like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> which is so totally funny. me. Like I would do something like that. Do you remember so last week? Book. Yeah, yes. that was Michelle. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then this is, random too but so she has the manta ray tattoo she comes back as her spirit is a manta ray well i went on a cruise to the caribbean and i swam with manta rays and then the ocean like kind of pushed me the wrong way because i started getting scared because you know how once you're in the ocean and you get scared of the ocean the ocean knows you're like scared of it okay yes you guys think i'm crazy but anyways i stepped i, on a I manta made a ray. face everyone i made a face at that <laughs> remark There's i not stepped a on a manta ray and i like cut my foot open and because their skin is very <laughs> so rough now every time i think of the grandma i think of that but i still love her anyways it's fine. <laughs> Michelle totally stepped on grandma. I did. And it was rude. She just said <laughs> <laughs> that when you're in the ocean mm-hmm. and, and you get afraid of the ocean, yep. it knows. <laughs> it does. Okay. Once again, like she I said. She has a story about it. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that the o- I have a very powerful connection with the ocean and I just love all things ocean. If you've seen my rooms, there's lots of little mermaid stuff and ocean things and the like no, you have to respect a lot of anchors in my house. You have to respect <laughs> nature. That was like the whole point of this movie, right? Like don't take the heart of Tafiti. You have to respect nature. And I didn't respect nature because I was swimming with a bunch of manta rays. Don't get True. in the ocean and be disrespectful. Don't just be stepping on manta rays. I didn't mean to step on it, but it was okay. Because they'll step back. <laughs> it really, <laughs> really hurt, man. <laughs> I remember like swimming, and people thought there was a shark or something. I was like swimming, trying to get back on the boat, and they're like, "What happened?" I was like, "I stepped on a manta ray," and they're like, "You're not supposed to do that." And I was like, "Well, I thank you for that." <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to do that. Don't step on those. Uh, it's not for your feet. It was what? actually my mother's fault because she was playing a joke on me. She was like, "There's a shark behind you," and I was like, "What?" And I freaked out. And they told us like, "Don't put your feet on the bottom. Like you have to swim the whole time, or else you could accidentally step on one." Well, she told me there was a shark, and I was booking it. And I Brenda, stepped on one. I'm calling you out. <laughs> She's listening. I'm sure. Brenda, that's like saying there's a fire when you're in a theater. You don't just like go on the ocean and say there's a shark. Brenda, you but can't you play games mom, in the ocean. If you know my mom, that's totally her. Shout out to my mom. I love you, mom. I love you too, Brenda, but I'm not going to the ocean with you. We're done. Yeah. Don't be saying there's no sharks near me. I'll, I'll Anyways, respect nature. That was the whole point, right? Yes. Don't take the heart nature. of Tafiti. And that's a, that's a theme of a lot of Disney movies and stuff, yeah. right? For sure. A lot of moral stuff going on. So, out of 10, Andre, what would you give it? Ooh. Ratings? Ratings Let's time. Do some ratings. Um, 
this one is high up there, um, especially for how, like how new it is and how much I liked it when it first when it first came out. Uh, and upon like this is only my second time watching it, but it was just as good as the first time. So I am going to give this movie like a solid nine out of ten. It's nice. It's pretty. It's pretty pretty perfect. My rating is going to be a little weird. So music, 10 out of 10 if you take out the shiny song. And if you just took out Mr. Tomatoa, I would give it a 10 out of 10. But for that reason, I'm going to give it a nine and a half. And this is biased because I connect with ocean movies so well. And I just love Moana. And I was like, is Moana the new Ariel for me? Because she could be. So I'm going to give it a nine and a half out of 10. I would give it 10 out of 10 if it wasn't for Tomatoa. Just so you guys know, if you look at our logo that was so beautifully drawn by the at Storybrush, who is Lauren, and she's amazing. Um, Amazing. If you look at our artwork, Michelle is actually wearing Moana's necklace. And holding flounder. And holding flounder. So, yes. Double. uh, So now you know why. So now you know why. And And you know why, Emily? Life is the bubbles. Because life is the bubbles, and it has a a bottle of champagne on it. Yes, it does. Great. And now you know why Emily's holding a coffee mug. Because she is the caffeination. I thought you were going to (laughs) say, you know why Emily's shiny. (laughs) Because I am. No. um, Your rating of the movie. My rating of the movie. I would say that... Similar to Michelle, I think the music in this movie is out of this world. One of the songs we didn't talk about um, that was my favorite is when they're on. um, It's like the flashback to their ancestors who are voyagers when they're out on the water and you see the old chieftain who's um, wayfinding. I love that song. Good job, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's gorgeous. And most of the songs actually done in... um, Polynesian? In Polynesian. If if that's the actual language, I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not even sure. I believe so. But he did have somebody help him with all that. Absolutely so shout out to fantastic. Um, that's actually my favorite song in the movie. It's um, a great one. I really, I mean, I, I in no way know everything about Polynesian culture, not even close, but um, I've been to Hawaii multiple times and I'm actually getting my master's from a Hawaiian university. Ooh. And so, <laughs> aloha. <laughs> um, so a lot of the cultural elements that I've kind of had in my program really resonates well with this movie. And so that in that way, I respect the fact that they were so culturally involved mm-hmm. um, and that they actually had people go to the islands to, you know, get, get really good research. And right. Uh, just so that I say it, uh, and don't give Lin-Manuel Miranda all of the credit. Uh, the music was also <laughs> done by Opataya Fawai. He, so that's who did the yes, native he did, language. Yes, he did the native language of uh, the songs and all that stuff. So, yeah. Give shout, out, out give out, shout out to him and uh, slightly less of a shout also, out. Also, fun fact, I read also, so Ali'i Cravalho, who plays Moana, is from Hawaii, so she can speak that language. And she's they're working on recording the movie in the Hawaiian language, and she's going to play Moana. Which That's is really nice because cool. usually when they do it in different languages, you know, they have to find different actors and actresses, but she's going to do it herself. So I thought that was cool. That's pretty great. So she gets to sing that song again. Uh, yeah, she gets to sing it again in her language, native language. Which is super cool. With that said, I will give it a nine <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Emily's singing. <laughs> yeah, so that was like Emily singing like Andre. In the solid nine ranges. What is its rating on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, since Hocus Pocus was awful. On Rotten Tomatoes, 30%. Moana has a uh, 96%. Oh, wow. Boom. Very accurate. Very, very high. For, uh, very high. Especially for, for a, a Disney movie. I mean, as much as I love Disney movies, and I will always probably give a higher rating than most people. Mm-hmm. Disney movies sometimes, I'm going to say, don't get the greatest ratings. Right. Yeah. Like they have a lot of um, inconsistencies and people will point them out mm-hmm. and do not mind pointing them out. But funny. a 96% yep. rating is on another level yeah. for this movie. And that's how amazing this movie was. It's very true. It's good stuff, guys. It's good stuff. Okay, so um, Luis, why don't you give your rating of Moana? Well, first off, let me go ahead and just say it is by far my fa- most favorite Disney princess movie. Mm. And I would definitely give it a rating of a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. There you go. So, you got all 9s and one 9.5 for Moana, uh, one of undoubtedly the best movies 
coming out of Disney uh, recently. All right, you guys, that's been us for uh, The Walt Vault, uh, episode two. Um, please give us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate that. Um, this upcoming week, I know that a couple of you tried to give us a review and it like wasn't working quite yet just because we're so new. Uh, I had to go in there and write one myself. So if you want to see that, go ahead to the review section of iTunes on The Walt Vault and uh, leave us a five-star rating because that really helps us get our podcast out there and get more people listening and uh, all that good stuff. So you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, I also set it up so that you can subscribe on Google Play and YouTube and uh, Stitcher. We got it. We're, we're everywhere right now. So get out there and get subscribing. Uh, tell your friends. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can also follow us on social media to uh, keep up with all of our stuff. We have not announced what our next movie is going to be. So follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that good stuff to, um, to find out what we're going to be. We are at the Walt Vault Pod, at the Walt Vault Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So uh, follow us there. Go to thewaltvaultpod.com to uh, check us all out. Check out our websites. Listen to older episodes and newer episodes when they come out. And that's going to be it for us, you guys. Thank you very much. The vault is now closed. <laughs>